All right, folks, welcome back to Christmas and Cold Ones. I apologize for the break. I had to go to the little boys' room. So, so cr- chronologically, we fucked this totally up, but it's perhaps. It's okay. I, I mean, all, th- these, this, it's the fact that it's all happening in like one specific like building, it, the, the scenes are like kind of all like mix into each other. I think that we want to talk about when John meets our boy Hans. So I think Hans, the whole time he's looking for uh, John McClane because McClane has these explosives, right? Yes. That's like a big deal. Um, And he needs the explosives to get what he wants from, the the money that he wants from the FBI or whoever. Um, For some reason, he's like climbing up a ladder. I think he he leaves his gun like uh, yeah, he stupidly leaves his gun. This is like such a dumb moment, right? Where he like leaves his shit and then climbs up a ladder. That's why you always have to carry your gun on you, bro. I think he was literally just quality checking the C four. That was like he didn't set the C four. Right, right. I guess he was just checking to make sure that it was there, basically. Well, he comes Which back just down under the roof. and and like because McLean is right there with a gun pointed at him. He immediately pivots into this is my favorite scene, this fucking ridiculous American accent. I mean, it's it's so fucking bad. So if if you if you think uh, his voice sounds weird in his normal accent, <laughs> it sounds even crazier when he's trying to sound American because I can't even describe what I'm fucking hearing with his American accent. Like it, it's 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 not an American accent. It's 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 some goofy bullshit. So I know Americans sometimes get knocked when they try to do British accents and stuff like this. Some uh, UK actors cannot do a fucking American accent to save their goddamn lives. He's definitely one of them. My, I mean, my, 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 big, my biggest bugaboo, our, our boy from Sons of Anarchy, my guy. Oh, dude. Who's not my guy. What's his name? Tara, uh, no. Yeah. He was so fucking bad. Charlie Hunan, yeah. And the, you know what the thing about him is? He doesn't even have that thick of a British accent. It's pretty, like... He famously did a bad, like, Cockney one for the fucking... Green ho- Street ho- hooligans. hooligans. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't even do a good accent in country. Which I is- mean, his if you ever hear him, like, speaking in general, it's, it is it is like a very light British accent. It's It's not crazy. So you would think he could transition that into an American accent, but he... Fuck, man. He could not drop his R's. He could not, like, pronounce his R's. It became distracting to me watching that show. Oh, 100%. It, like, threw me off. I'm, I can suspend my disbelief for, like, Marvel movies and shit, but when he's talking, to, when he's like, I gotta go get my motorcycle. He sounded just like that. I don't know I'm if like, it was that profound, but... Oh, um. oh buddy. <laughs> what day is today? Christmas day? <laughs> Get your papers here. Get your papers. <laughs> I'm upsetting. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. He's a boy I, from the 40s. In Newsies, and he's British. Yeah. Um, Tara. Sorry, okay, let's go. Tara. Anyway, yeah, so um, this accent was worse than that, I think, in my opinion. Like, that one's very bad. This one was, it's the worst. I, I've never heard a worse American accent from an actor in my entire life. So, question for you. Yeah. Do we think John buys it at all? No. I. Uh, so, that's a good question because it's like, why wouldn't he just have shot him? Exactly. But, 
I so is John on the fence? I think at first he is, but he definitely knows by the end. He definitely knows by the end. But I love so the the great detail that I like. So they they're trying to feel each other out. Uh, John sees like everyone that there's like a list of everyone that works at the building. He sees like you know he sees his wife's name and a bunch of other names, and he says, "Hey, buddy, what what's, what's your name?" And the and Gruber says Clay, Davidson Clay or something like he said. He Gruber is also Bill Clay. But Gruber was smart enough to look at that same sign behind him and see that he should pick a name. Right, like he could have picked just like, out. oh, I'm 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 here with you know yeah. just uh, with a friend. Nice little touch, but I, I like something that we didn't touch. On I too. still think he knew. Like I still think we, I still think he knew too. So it begs the question: Why didn't he just shoot him? Why didn't he just shoot him? Well, it's that same thing of like towards the end of the movie. You don't have to get to it when Thor comes up and has a gun at fucking McLean's face. Why doesn't it just pull, pull the fucking trigger? It's because it's a fucking eighties movie. Yeah, that, I know that's why. That that is the that is the only answer here. <laughs> It's an '80s movie, and I I love that scene. Just them awkwardly conversing. Um, Alan Rickman doing that terrible American accent, trying to act like he's you know, dude. It's it's like we kind of live for these scenes. It's like the fucking heat scene with uh, Robert De Niro and uh, yeah. Pacino. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like villain meets hero. Like, yep. Joker, Batman. We've referenced that a million times, but it's that kind. Of, it's that kind of thing of like, yeah, one of us is going to kill the other. Yeah, it's probably going to be the hero that kills you, but it's still like a thing. But yeah, so then he's you know discovered when he's like, I guess he has a gun. So this is why he knew that it was him. He left the gun there, McLean. Mm-hmm knowing there was no bullets in it and that he was like, he purposely took the bullets out and he knew he was going to try to sh- like Gruber was going to try to shoot him and click, click, click. Well, Gruber does the thing at first. He's like, I'm going to count to three. <laughs> yeah. I won't get to four. <laughs> and the cool thing that McLean does, he's like, Oh, just like you did with Nakatomi showing like double confirming. He's like, for Gruber, oh, you were in the room. You saw everything that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you were, like that's the thing that fucks up Gruber the whole time is like how in touch with John McLean is with everything. Everything basically it is very true. He is very in touch with everything. Yeah, somehow, like incredibly. Yeah. Um And Gruber doesn't even count to two. I think he, I think he counts to one and then starts pulling the trigger. Yep. Yep. You think I'd be that stupid? He has like this kind of like smirk, like that <clears throat> that smirk that Wills can do. You know, <laughs> he's got a smirk, man. I I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a, an award winning smirk that he has. He but has a slight dimple. I feel like when he does a smirk. Or it, like, it's it's this uh, man. It might be the best fucking smirk in Hollywood. I don't know. It's very cocky. It's a cocky smirk. Yeah, a hundred percent. But it's it's take, powerful. A million other movies. Does the same trick after this? Like I remember Taken doing this kind of trick of where the guy takes out the fucking bullets. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy that can do bad accents. Oh, oh fuck, Liam Neeson. Good fucking lord. That's where they like they that actually, man. They change roles to be like, okay, you're you're just Irish. Just just be Irish. I mean, 
I mean, that Northern Irish accent is tough to break, man. I, I... Fuck, man. I, I, the one I bitch about all the time, our boy Magneto. Uh, uh, fuck, what's his? The, the guy that played Bobby Oh, Sands oh. Fastbender. Fastbender. Yeah. Incredible actor. He's amazing. Cannot do a goddamn American accent to save his life. Dude, the American accent's tough. I mean, they all get pissed at us when we do their dumb accents. And they're all dumb. I just want to be clear. Your accents are dumb, okay? Yeah, um, we sound we you sound, sound like cool. you sound like a bunch of morons. Drop like you like you you invented the English language and you drop your R's. Really? The real like, enemies go, out there. Like go fuck yourself, okay? We pronounce our R's here unless you're from Boston and fuck them. They're basically British. Yeah. Anyway, um loyalist pigs. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, the American accent is tough to do, dude. I guess. I mean, dude, I mean it's not that hard. What was for that me, fucking but... show from Delco with uh, the chick from Titanic? Kate Winslet, uh, Mayor of Easttown. Jesus Christ, was she terrible? Uh, I thought she did okay, dude. She was. Her accent was god fucking awful. She said, "Okay." Fa- she said, "Failing the proper way." D- dude, she overdid it. Overdid well, it. Well, that's th- that's that's what everyone bitches about with accents. It's like, oh, you're over exaggerating. Oh man, she, she probably felt like she had to over exaggerate. I'm gonna go get a hoagie. Shut up, teeny. <laughs> I'm pro Kate Winslet. Okay. Over exaggerating. Yeah, I'm over exaggerating. I'm over. I'm super over exaggerating. Anyway. Um, the American accent's tough. It's tough. Um, the, people don't want to give us credit for our accent. Just a bunch of mouth breathers, aren't we? Well, fuck you guys with your we dumb accents. We speak the language of kings. No, we don't. That's uh, <laughs> we pronounce I our. Guess technically, we do pronounce our R's, bros. Okay. It's Thor, not Thaw. Thaw. All right. Accents aside, uh, Nakatomi. Uh, Bruce Willis gets away again. Oh no, he's on like uh. It, the terrorists are in pursuit with him now. Like, so he takes down one guy that's coming off the elevator, but he runs into a room and, uh, S- professor Snape and Thor. Are professor Snape. It's like a good shootout at first. And then eventually Snape is like, you know, shoot the fucking glass, dude. Shoot, shoot the glass windows. All Cause on. he knows he's in bare feet. Yeah. That's one thing he notices when he's doing his fake American accent yeah. bullshit. He's like, where's your shoes at? <laughs> I am American. Yeah. <laughs> I am an American man. Look at me. Give me a cigarette. I would like an American cheeseburger. Yes, that yeah. would be fantastic. That would be swell. So, yeah, he notices, and, and then he smartly says, like a true villain, shoot the glass. And he knows he's going to have to fucking walk over that shit in his bare feet. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the moment where eventually it's just machine guns, glass and glass all over the place. And you see Bruce Willis and he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, yeah, like shell shock. Like he's like, you've. Oh, yeah. That's a cool thing. It sounds stupid to say. That's a cool thing about him. You see how fucking scared and like he seems like a real human being in these moments. Although he's badass and shit talking to Hans Gruber. He's still fucking terrified of being murdered and shit. Of course. Like, he's not, like, um, he's not. It's not not your typical action hero in the 80s where they know they're not going to die. He's not less action hero. He thinks that there's a good chance that he could die. He's like, I'm probably going to die, and it's going to be fucking terrifying the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, 
and I will. He so, disappears like a ghost, right? He leaves the C four, or he leaves like the triggers behind, or whatever. You do see the, another cool thing is, you do see the damage he takes. So he had to step on a bunch of glass. He's painfully like kneeling down at one point. He's like fuck, fuck, fuck. He gets across the glass, and he has to drag himself into a bathroom at one point. And He's pulling like, the glass out of his fucking blood, feet. There's blood trails behind him. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that, he talks to Carl Winslow at this point. This is a, it's a long chat. This is like where we get some good Carl stuff. Do you, <laughs> do you remember the Carl stuff? I can't remember specifically what they were talking about. It's like, so it's more cop stuff. It's like, I imagine from, I, I read one whole book about cops, uh, Homicide Life on the Streets. Very good book. That's what they got kind of the wire and stuff off of. But a lot of it is like they have got gallows humor of like they all know that they could die at any moment or whatever. And they, they deal with death all the time. I think this is what Bruce Falls is doing when he's like he thinks he's going to die. So he's reaching out to a friend. And he's just kind of trying to shoot the shit with him at first. And he's like, hey, Carl, what are you flat footed? Why are you off the streets? Why, right. are you, why Why are you a blue blue uniform or whatever? We and get the Carl story of when he shot his gun one time. The one time he shot his gun, he accidentally shot a kid. Yeah. Who had like a phaser, like a plastic gun or something. Will's kind of shrugged that off like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well. Well, yeah. shit happens, bro. I'm sorry that happened to you, Carl Winslow. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. You get to say, uh, the movie does a good job of like obviously Carl Winslow isn't a an evil person. He's not a malicious malicious person. Obviously, he didn't mean to shoot a kid, but it is funny that uh, Bruce was like, "I'm sorry that happened to you." Yeah, but shit happens. I'm sorry. Yeah, know? yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's a thing. You'll be okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, a little foreshadowing to later, right? Yes. Yes. For the. Good ending hero moment. I yeah, would say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chekhov's uh, Winslow. Like Chekhov's gun. If you set up a Winslow in the third act or whatever, fuck it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so um, and I do like it. So the bathroom looks bloody as shit the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Willis is like cleaning his wounds and like it's just not kind of working He's that fucking well. Fucking picking that glass out of his feet—it was disgusting, <laughs> dude. I, yeah. Ugh. Something. Uh, another thing that's going on with this movie that we kind of haven't touched on. Um. Sem- semi, n- not a major thing, but if it bleeds, it leads. Journalism kind of happened in the '80s, right, and the early '90s. Like that saying came from journalists, I think. Like, okay, find blood, find bodies get eyeballs on your papers and the newscasts. There's like this, uh, this, uh, anchor guy that's trying to get like a bigger job. I feel like, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and I trying to get scoop. I forgot about that part. Yeah, you're right. It's like, it's, it was, it was a thing back then. It's kind of less prevalent now, but this guy's doing everything as he can to get his name. It'd be like an influencer now, like a social media. So influencer. they're basically sensationalizing the news, right? Like sort of like yes. the way CNN and Fox News does, where yes. it's not really yeah. news; it's something else with and news in it. They're digging into shit that they shouldn't be like 
Stuff that isn't actual news. Stuff that isn't actual news, and they're also doing things of like irresponsible things. Like I, I know there's freedom, of, freedom of speech, and stuff like that. But there are reasons why police don't release everything related to a crime. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like if you if you tip your hand, the the person committing the crime can wise up and change your methods. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So uh, I'm a big free speech guy, but at the same time. I'm a when bigger, it comes to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger, let's get <laughs> bad people behind bars kind of. Yeah, person. yeah. There's, um, there's a, there's a, there's exceptions to those types of rules for sure. Like, obviously, you don't want to give an advantage to the bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it's all about for me. And this, this one, this one journalist guy gets, he, he kind of finds out the name of John McLean or the, his wife, and he goes to the wife's house basically to be like, we want to get your kids last statement about your parents that are about to die probably in yeah. the Tommy building. Can Pretty fucked up. Well, we're about to get to that. Yeah. Actually, that's probably chronologically. We probably skipped that, but we could probably, do you want to touch on that? that? Yeah, that happened way before. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. We were probably like two, we probably skipped it by two scenes, but we should, we, should we did talk about it earlier a little bit. We talked about, we touched on how he's a douchebag and how he gets sh- like this, the way he shot you mm-hmm. in the back of his head. But, but why does he get shot? Yeah. So basically he's getting stir crazy as, uh, cause he's doing more Coke. He's <laughs> the dude's doing so much Coke, but I guess he's like afraid that he's going to get shot and killed or, Whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be in this situation anymore. He's also so one of these guys. He's, he's a sales guy. He's like, oh, I can offer information. I can make a deal. Yeah. I'll get us all out of here. Yeah, he's very cocky. Yeah. And he goes to Gruber's office and he's like, I I can give you uh, – does he say McLean or – I can give you his name basically. Actually, this happened before the bombing. This happened actually way earlier in the movie than yeah. we thought. But fuck it, whatever. Um and basically, they they radio McLean, and Coke this is where they figure out his name, right? Like, yeah, they, they, this is where they get his. This is where they get McLean's name. Cokehead tries to play it off like, "Hey, you're here because of me. We're buddies from back in the day." He uh, like McLean immediately knows, like, "No, they're gonna fucking kill you." Yeah, you're dead. You're like you're a dead man. Yeah. Like they don't give a fuck about you. Stop this act. We're not friends. Mm-hmm. Like. And of course, they blow him away. They blow him away, and you get the cool shot of like the camera behind the back of his head. <laughs> the back yeah. of his head. Yeah. So anyway, so that happened. We skipped it. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> so where are we at in the future here? So <laughs> in the future, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Where do we go? Where do we go? Oh, McLean. Uh, he's all fucked up in the bathroom. Um. Oh, and also. Uh, Media f- kind of finds out who McLean is or who who his wife is at first, and we're kind of towards the end game at this point, I guess, because then they kind of start trying to execute the terrorists try to execute their plan of so they they broke through they're about to break through to get all their money, but they have to get all the hostages on the rooftop, right? Yep. So what's the ultimate plan of the terrorists, in quotation marks? It's, it's a heist. 
Um, and their ultimate plan is, well, we're just going to make it look like we all died in an explosion and we're like going to get away in, yep, yep, in yep. a van under the building, basically. And also Gruber finds out from the newscast, oh, you are married to John McLean. I'm taking you as insurance policy, basically. Right. Essentially, I think. And then uh, McLean might do some more badass shit. I'm kind of so so. The terrorists es- start to escort all the uh, hostages to the roof. Right? To the roof, yeah, yeah. McLean is kind of following behind them. McLean, uh, yeah, McLean follows behind them. They get to the roof, and that's when he gets there, and he's like. This whole fucking place is about to explode. Get out of here. McLean kills one of the terrorists that were bringing them to the roof. Yep. While he is trying to get them all off the roof, the FBI guys in their helicopter start shooting at him. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole thing of like, what the fuck, dude? We're on the same team kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Thor and a few other guys show up and start to make, fight McLean again, I feel like. Or this might be way earlier in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting it all fucked up. I'm all fucked up here. So they're in the roof. No, I yeah, I totally. So there's a roof fight battle way earlier in the movie with Thor and two other guys, and that's what led into the shaft. The that was after the fake American accent yes. scenario. Yes, they yes, get yes, to the yes, roof yes. there. Yeah. So now we're at the point where the hostages are at the roof. This is where the final scene happens, right? It's, it's, we're getting to the final scene. He gets, he basically gets most of the people off the roof. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. At the same time, the helicopter is shooting at him. He's like, what the fuck? We're on the same team. He does the incredible thing of where he ties a uh, fire hose to his like belly or whatever. <laughs> and then he like parachutes <laughs> off the building. Yeah. That has to be the craziest part of the movie, right? Where he, like, where the helicopter crashes into the building with C4 exploding. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And he lands back, he crashes back into the building. With a fire hose. Yes. And then the fire hose almost drags him off the building again, and he's able to, like, just get off just in time. There was an awesome rooftop or almost rooftop fight earlier with Thor that we missed, but fuck it. That's yeah, what, fuck it. That's the, that's the thing that led into the shaft and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're past it. Want to do the showdown with... Uh, Gruba? No, no. Showdown with Thor and McLean. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Classic 80s thing, right? So McLean gets a gun pointed at his face after he actually takes place before what we just went over but fuck it uh you see c4 all over the place but it was like to your to your point earlier why doesn't he shoot him yes so yeah and then the thor is like baby it's 80s we're men we're men of honor let's fight this out or whatever so they just do a crazy 80s fight yep pretty good 80s fight right like it's uh, i think it's an excellent 80s fight yeah yeah get some uh some headbutts, some. Uh, I don't. I don't buy Bruce Willis winning in this. But I mean, that's the thing. Ultimately, Willis wins, but he, this this guy is a 
fucking Thor is a fucking monster, and he would destroy Bruce Willis. He looks like Thor. Like he looks like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there'd be no chance that Bruce Willis could defeat this guy, ever. But he does. The whole time he's like, "I'm gonna fucking cook you for dinner, and then I'm gonna eat you, and then I'm gonna murder." Is like he's the weirdest shit that he's talking. He, he eventually does this thing where he like uh, Bruce Willis hangs him essentially, like yeah, gets yeah. a noose out of nowhere, yeah. out of uh, <laughs> coils or whatever. Dude, again, that's the beauty of the '80s. Like that could you, just happen. You can survive on a fire hose, jumping off a building like a bungee, and you can just find something to hang someone with in an action movie. Anywhere, essentially. I will say, so our guys, uh, Gruber and the crew, they do succeed in that they get the bonds or whatever. Like they rob, they rob the, uh, you know, the safe or whatever. Um, the, the one dude that kind of hacked the system, he's trying to get away. And our boy Argyle that we forgot about that was in the uh, yeah yeah <laughs> limo, he just kind of crashes into the getaway van. Yeah, just knocks out the dude, and our guy's like, "Yeah, I did my job." And That's he's crazy. drunk, obviously. Yeah, he's, he's drunk dr- as fuck. He's drunk as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny that the our guy was there for like six hours or something. Just Doing what? Listening out. to music? Like it, that? That part makes absolutely no fucking sense. Just uh, listening to music, drinking with teddy bears and shit like that, At, yeah. in the bottom of like a parking lot or some shit. Like it, it's it doesn't make any fucking. He did sense. try to get out at one point, but he's like, "Well, fuck, I can't get out." Very odd. Very odd. Anyway, are we at the uh, showdown? Yeah, I think, I think we're getting to the showdown. So we find out that very video game like too, when um, John McClane shows up towards right at the end boss, he realizes he only has two bullets left. It's like fuck, gotta be, I gotta be smart with this. Yep. So he spots a uh, he spots like a cart with like tape. He sees tape out of nowhere. He's like, okay, light bulb. So he, he he shows up. He shoots one mercenary right away. And then it's 80s guy, like 80s uh, handsome dude, and Hans Gruber, basically. And Hans has his wife. Yep. It's, it's a classic. We've seen this trope a million times. It's like, put the girl down, or, hey, don't shoot. I got your girl. And we have a handsome 80s guy just being handsome over there and Bruce Willis. (laughs) And weird moment where eventually Gruber's like, okay, drop the gun. And Bruce Willis does. And I really like this where they just all start laughing at each other maniacally. And he had like a gun taped to his back, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when did that happen? I, he did it right before he went in there basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he starts like, how do you tape a gun to your back? Like, can we talk about that for a second? It would hurt my back because I have a lot of hair on my back. Yeah. How do you do it? Like, I, I don't know if I could physically tape. Guns are heavy, you know? Like, Dude, this guy crawls through fucking shafts. <laughs> he walks across glass. I know. I just thought that was a little little funny. And uh, like, that's that's where we're going to throw up the, I can't believe this flag. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. Taping I a gun to your gonna back. If you're going to tape something, you got to tape it around. You know, you can't just put tape like from one side of your back to the other and it's going to stick. Well, it's also funny that uh, once Gruber tells him to throw down the gun, he immediately does this thing of like, he And then that's when he starts up. laughing <laughs> <laughs> puts his hand on his neck and 
They all just started laughing at each other. It's like, why are we laughing? I don't know. It was very fucking weird, but I liked it a lot. You've seen the It's Always Sunny episode, right? Where they, it's basically Die Hard. Where Never saw the Die Hard one. I've seen the Lethal Weapon one. Okay, so it's an earlier episode where the McPoyles take over um, the bar. Oh, they're all hostages. Oh, I have seen that. You've seen this one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Where Frank becomes uh, (laughs) Bruce Willis. Yeah, I've seen that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an older one. They almost do it beat for beat where when he comes out of the shaft and he has the gun on his neck, the laughs are very similar. It's pretty funny. That's funny. Um, but, okay, maniacal laughing. They don't know where they're laughing. But then eventually Bruce Willis is so good, he takes the gun off the back of his hairy neck, shoots handsome 80s guy, and then shoots... Uh, the sheriff of Nottingham. And his wife is fine. <laughs> sheriff of Nottingham. I'm and his wife is up. good. Yeah, his wife. Bonnie Bedelia is good, baby. And then isn't isn't uh, Gruber like hanging off the edge of a building here? He's hanging off, and I don't know what the the, the symbology is. If we want to do Boondock Saints terminology, Sim- but uh, symbolism, symbolism, symbolism. But I, I think Gruber is hanging on to the Rolex watch that Bonnie Bedelia has. Oh, really? <laughs> I I think that's what he's hanging on to. Because all he cares about is money. Oh, baby, that's what that's what uh, eighty thousand dollars in English majors get you between two people. <laughs> we get we get the symbolism. Yeah, he he only cares about the money, so he's holding on to the Rolex of Bonnie Bedelia. And I think Bruce Willis kind of like rips it off or Because he doesn't care about money. Because he doesn't care about money. Because he's, <laughs> he's a New York cop. All right, he's working class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's, a, it's a famous it's a scene that's been parodied. It's, uh, it's Gruber falling to his death. He's, at first, he's like, he looks almost offended. And then shocked. And it's in slow motion. Some bad, bad CGI. It's not CGI, whatever that was. It was, I think it was blue screen or whatever. Like it, it was, was bad. It's what they would used to do back in the day when they would show people in cars when they were yeah. just on a soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, was, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. Any, anyway, I mean, amazing ending. And then, of course, we were talking about this earlier. That Willis goes down with uh, his wife, and he finally meets the police and and our boy Carl. And they, they do, do they, they do, do, hug do a little it, hug. They, they but, do hug but, at first. That was it. He was like, get, get, "Shut the fuck up, Carl." Yeah, shut up. I'm out of here. Although before that happens, Carl has a hero moment, dog. What does he do? Because uh. uh uh, Thor shows back up. Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah. I skipped that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And he had not used his gun since he shot that kid that Bruce Willis was like, oh, you got to shake that off. Suck it up. It was only a kid. He's like, You've I can never use my gun again. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Thor shows back up and Carl Winslow shoots the fuck out of that motherfucker with like six shots. All direct hits. And he, he's down for the count. Oh, I mean, they're all direct hits. Like, <laughs> like he was obviously a good shot. And that's like literally the movie. Then, um, 
Then uh, Bunny Bedelia punches the dude, uh, the anchor, the news anchor. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a nice touch actually. Yeah, at the end. I think that guy is the dude from one of the Ghostbusters. I want to. So say. he is the guy. Is he that, the EPA guy in the Ghostbusters? Yes, he's the guy yes. that says we're going to put all the ghosts out into the world. <laughs> we're shutting this down. That guy's in a lot of movies, actually. He's, I imagine I imagine he got fired as a news anchor, and then he became the EPA director guy. He, he actually, Although, fuck, they're around the same time. That dude actually does kind of look like a news anchor. Like, it's a good typecast. Like there. a douchey news anchor guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the movie ends with a Christmas song as, as Argyle drives out. Um, our boy Argyle in the limo. Limo? Argyle. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, apologies, listeners. We got the uh, chronology all fucked up. A little sloppy this time. We have been drinking. uh, So um, This is my sixth beer, I think. Ooh, six. Magic number. Um, I'm on five, and I'm about to crack six. I'm drinking Alien Church right now by Tired Hands, which is a delicious treat. I will say, this is a great movie to watch with someone who saw it for the first time. Teeny watched this for the first time last night. And at first she was like, eh, I don't do you, do you want to hop on the mic, Teeny? Yeah, I'll hop on. I'm coming At first you were a little apprehensive. You're like, ah, it's an action movie, I'm not sure. By the end of the movie, you're like, This is this movie cannot stop fucking. So I wasn't totally against it. I thought it was gonna be, you know, the eighties cheesy action movie, which I really do like action movies. There's some eighties cheese in it too. But, oh, there's a lot of eighties cheese. Um but <laughs> 80s cheese, 80s cheese Aged for, to perfection i did watch uh well no this is more of a 90s movie jingle all the way right or is that more 80s i that's, don't know that's 90s that's yeah. 90s oh, whatever uh that's cheesy and actiony but i watched that today and i love it um but anyway jingle all the way and die hard should not be mentioned <laughs> i just want to throw that out there well you were talking about arnold schwarzenegger um, earlier okay okay Okay. <laughs> he, he's a hero in the end. I know. I mean, in a way, it is uh, similar. Ma- a man against the world. Yeah, exactly. Know? Thank you. And it's, he and his wife are having problems. Just wants to be a hero. He just wants to be a hero. They're really pretty similar. Thank I don't you. Like this. Screw you. There's also that deleted scene in Die Hard where Bruce Willis tr- dresses up as Turbo <laughs> Man, which they, yeah, that didn't make the final cut. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but this movie fucks. And uh, it's now one of my favorite Christmas movies, and it is a Christmas movie because we said so. Um, but Bruce, Bruce Willis is amazing, and I highly recommend that everyone watch this. But the entire time I was like, explosions, awesomeness, this is kick-ass. Professor Snape. <laughs> Professor Snape. All of the actors were so good, and uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I loved it. I'm trying to think of a, a moment cooler than... So my favorite moment of the movie is when the corpse goes back down the elevator. And it's the Christmas thing of, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun or something like that. That's, that's so fucking sweet. I, I love when he throws the body, the body. on the Carl Winslow's fucking... <laughs> well, and the party and pal. Then, and then the, 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 the rain of fucking machine guns, like, and he doesn't get, like, he's fine. I, I love that shit. That, that to me is so fucking 80s, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It, it's one of those things now where if people watch it now, they might be like, it's kind of cliche or whatever, but this kind of started, it was like one of the originators of a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, you, if you watch that movie and you are not entertained by it, you're 
you have no pulse, okay? <laughs> like, like go, go fuck yourself. And, it, like, we, we, we briefly touched on it earlier, but it started a whole, like, thing in Hollywood. Okay, this movie's going to be Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a fucking mountain, Die Hard in... Uh, yeah, very influential, yeah. for sure, for sure. And it's it's funny, a lot of the actors that seem to have turned down Die Hard end up starring in Die Hard-inspired things or rip-offs. Right. <laughs> Rip-off is the word. I'd be very interested in watching Sudden Death again. I, I, I imagine that Dude, would be kind of Dude, so Sudden Death is is fucking awesome okay? you could you could almost see the coke on <laughs> van damme's nose in that movie i, I mean dude like. van damme is like okay so first off he's like i guess he's playing like a security <laughs> yeah he he's actually a security guard in that he's a security right? guard at a at, really fit security guard what do they call that uh the igloo back then that's what it was called yeah that doesn't even exist anymore right yeah no no it's gone um and he's like he's just like letting his kid hang out by himself <laughs> You know, his kid's like fucking seven. He's hanging out by himself at the fucking game. It's the Stanley Cup final, the last game. Hello, my American son. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. am a security guard here. And and somehow he ends up making the game-winning save as a goalie. Yeah, because Ed Belfour got hurt, right? Yep. And uh, <laughs> Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wild the Army Yager's in that movie. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild movie. <sighs> that movie is, that? is crazier to me than Die Hard. Like just, well, the fact that the fact that it exists, I mean, like, I, I can't imagine Van Damme actually being able to put on ice skates and skate. So I wonder if Van Damme remembers any moment of that movie at no, all. He was or, so, like, if he just sees it on, so coked up, yeah, so coked up. Great guy. I mean, he inspired Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Not the real person because he doesn't exist, but he the inspired the creation of Johnny Cage. All right, so what do you got coming up next? Uh, I think we're gonna do Scrooged tomorrow. Well, that's good. What do you what what what, what is your stance on Scrooge? Are you a pro, are you pro or anti Scrooge? Scrooged with uh, Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah, I think it's it's funny, funny movie. We are weirdly huge fans of it. I th- it's, I th- it's our top. It's our top three. It's my number one for, for a Christmas movie. Yeah. Gremlins is my number one, but Scrooged. So my my shortly my, thereafter my okay. top two movies of all time and and Muppets Christmas Carol of one of them features a Christmas movie. Um, so my top two movies are It's a Wonderful Life and Stand by Me. Those are my two favorite movies of all time. Um, if we're going Christmas movies, It's a Wonderful Life is Christmas. Um, I then go to after that Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, I, I sincerely love a Muppets Christmas Carol. It is so it is so good, and it's you know for us it's nostalgia because um you know the Muppets were a thing back when we were kids, um, especially when I was a kid. Maybe not so much when you were a kid, but they were bigger when you they, were younger. So as a TV they, show, they, it was they, huge. They for circle me. they circle back every like yeah ten or so. Years. So I think my age group, and I'm five years older than John for the for the record here for all these people that are listening to this. Um, I'm five years older than John. I was in kind of an '80s kid, so the Muppet Show was something I would watch with my mom. Uh, my, like my mom watched it, which is weird. Well, because they so, would have like 
actors on there. Yeah, like, they were, it was, 100%, they, 100%. It was like SNL with Muppets, kind of. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Pretty much. So in the 90s, they kind of pivoted, and it was more, they did more movies, I, I feel like. Like uh, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets in Space, Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, they had a couple movies before that, like one in the 70s, um, the heist one. and it's The Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. And which... The greatest title of any movie of all time, it's, The Great Muppet great. Caper. And that, that actually is a good movie. And there was one other one in the early 80s. But I feel like they, they, they went away from the Muppet show in the 90s, and it was more about the movies. Um, and then they were dead for a long time. Like, they went away. Not to be morbid, I think it's part of that was literally because Jim Henson died. Yeah, was you, like, you're, a, uh, you're probably right about I that. I think his kids kind of took over a little bit. And from what, from what I've read, his kids kind of have a uh, love-hate thing with the Muppets because Jim Henson was kind of a workaholic. And <laughs> he probably spent more time with Muppets than his actual children. But <laughs> Fuck. It was like, yeah, he was like... He, he created Jim Muppet H- versions of his kids and yeah, hung, I mean, hung Jim, out with them instead. Jim Henson died fairly young, and he just, I, I think he... Did get cancer or a heart attack or something? He, he died of a heart thing, and he kind of literally worked himself to death. Mm. And his, it's this weird thing where his children took mm. up his mantle, but at the same time they were like, "Yeah, we we only kind of did this because uh, we wanted to spend time with our dad a little bit before he fucking died." Fucking died, yeah. <laughs> and then he died, and yeah. So th- then they just carried Shit, on the thing. Man. Yeah. Well, what, what, what's your what's your top Christmas movies too? <laughs> I love circling back to something. It's, it's boring. I love Gremlins. Yeah, good. I love Scrooged and. Um, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, Dark Horse that we I think did we cover Krampus last year? We did. Uh, okay. We did Krampus. That's my second. Teen's a big Krampus. I've person. never seen Krampus. Um, I gotta see it. You I, I I I really love Night Before. Um, it's I mean that's that's Sorry, one. I'm, of, I'm mixing things up. Is that the Seth Rogen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a great movie. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's a good one too. Um, you know, I watched the new uh, Christmas Story. It, it's good. Is it okay? Yeah, it's good. It's it's sad. Um, it hits home for us because uh, it starts out with his dad dying. You know, so why does that hit home for us? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think mom could watch it right now, but mm-hmm. um, it's because uh, you know that. They kind of change the storyline a little bit. Like they're like, "Oh, my old man was the biggest Christmas fan of all time." That's not how it was in the in the original movie. He wasn't like, "Oh, Mr. Christmas," but our our dad was Mr. Christmas, you know. So that's why it kind of hit home. But yeah, it's it's kind of I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's kind of one of those bum out things. Of that's one of the few times that the uh, Delco Drac kind of got to. Probably kind of let loose a little bit, or that I, was dude. I, I imagine he probably loved it so much as a kid that he kind of held on to it. Yeah, and yeah. He really and, looked forward to it every year. And I was talking to you guys about this earlier. I just don't have that same thing. And I think a lot of you. I don't know if you do, but I know Jen and Gina, and um, I don't know about Kevin, but Jen and Gina definitely have that. And I, I'm not the big Christmas fan like Dad was. Um, I, I think I, as dumb as this might not sound dumb, when I was a kid, yes, absolutely. As I've gotten older, 
it's kind of faded a little bit. I'm not a uh, Grinch or whatever. I do like. I'm not a Grinch. I just, uh, it's you know, it's just what it is for me. Like I'm, I'm like, like yes, it's Christmas. You know, Halloween's over. Let's fucking go all all in for Christmas. Um, I like it for a week, and then I want to move on, and I want to get to spring to warm weather. And that's... you're more of a, even as someone who's very cold all the time myself you are even more of a warm weather person i am yeah i am i am but you know we're all a little different so i like christmas but it's that um what's the best christmas present you ever got playstation 2 immediately not a doubt um and also a beer fridge teeny was very good but the reason why playstation 2 was so great is mom and dad did the uh Red Rider trick where. Oh, what's that in the corner there? Exactly. Dad literally fucking did that, and I was so dumb that I didn't get it at first. Uh, and it was one of those. It was one of these things. Uh, listeners, surprise, surprise! We didn't have a lot of money growing up, so it became a thing of I said to my parents before Christmas, "Hey, I like a PlayStation. Could we go halves on this or whatever?" In retrospect, that probably made them feel kind of terrible, but I didn't get that at the time. So mom and dad bought me a PlayStation 2 a year after it came out, which back then was pretty early to get one. Um, and they, m- my dad did the thing of, oh, there's something else in the corner. I, I opened I had no fucking idea. They totally figured me out. I opened up his PlayStation 2, and I lost my goddamn mind. And I'm pretty sure mom will still tell you how... I bet she likes how much I still freak out about it. Like she, she still kind of remembers it. That's cool. In retrospect, I now kind of feel bad <laughs> pressuring them into getting that for me. But no, nah, man, it's what you do when yeah. you're a parent, man. So for me, um, this sounds fucking dumb as shit, but um, when I was 14, and this was a probably just a a throw-in present from them they're out late shopping the night before i'm sure and they're like oh just get this maybe you'll like it a hockey stick oh baby um hockey stick is the best present i ever got um not not in the moment at the moment in the moment i was like oh okay but retrospectively that's you know started me playing hockey. I think that kind of started you guys playing hockey too, you and Kevin. Not to age you too much, but if you're 14 when you were born, I think that's in the height of the Lindros kind of stuff. It, it was. I mean, they got me a shitty like Milex stick. Like it didn't even matter. Like it was just kind of symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. Like I got that stick and I was like, I'm going to try this out. Um, I was sick of getting my ass kicked in, in football because I was too small. I played football for four years. Um, I was getting my ass kicked. And then basketball wasn't tall enough. I was like, you know what? Let me try this shit out. And it stuck. And I, st- you know, still play hockey today. So, like, the way I look at it is it's the best gift I ever got in my entire life because it started it, – it, cha- it changed my life in a way. It's funny how um, – now we're going into sports stuff. But it's funny that – so I imagine mom and dad got you sick partially or mostly because the Flyers mm-hmm. were pretty good back then. Yeah, dad probably saw and he's like, oh, maybe he saw when he was driving home from work, like other kids playing street hockey, because street hockey was a big thing when we were growing up, right? And he knew that I wasn't a big fan of like 
the sports I was playing, I, you know, I'd like to think that he was like, let's try this out. But who knows? Maybe he just saw that it was on sale. <laughs> he was like, oh, let's give him this shit and see see if he likes it. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going through their heads. It's, but It's kind of the importance of sports, though. So Eric Lindros comes to Philly. He's really fucking good. Everyone wants to play hockey in the Philly area or they play street hockey. It definitely – he changed yeah. – Hockey, for sure, in where we live. Also, I remember <laughs> – it's funny that you mentioned, like, doing other sports and stuff. I distinctly remember uh, Dad trying to play catch with me one time, and I just did not have it. And he's like, oh, this is not, just not going to work out for you. Here's a <laughs> hockey stick. Or it wasn't that immediate, but it was just like, all right, he's not going to be a baseball kid. It's not going to work out that way. Let's do – Well, you got a hockey different. stick the same year I got a hockey stick. You, you pro- And it was – it was, a, it was a purple Milik thing. It was a purple. Yeah. I had a blue. Mine was a righty. Yours was, was a lefty, which is why you ended up sh- like shooting left, even though you're right-handed. Um, it's weird how that worked out, but that's why I still jerk off right-handed, but I right left-handed. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like it's I don't fun. really jerk off right-handed. It's funny. It's like small it's things like that can change your life completely. I mean. It, it did for me, honestly, because I, you know, I started playing hockey and that's, that's a way to kind of like meet people. So like when I moved to San Diego, I had, I like, I knew someone there that was in a hockey game mm-hmm. and then all the friends that I ended up being friends with were guys that played hockey in a pickup game on Saturdays. So, you know, had I never been given that stick that whole thing would have never happened. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, there's, uh, there's a lot of touch points there. It, it extends. It's, uh, it's crazy. And it was just a Christmas gift. It's that weird thing of like, also like if you didn't meet the one person at the right time, if you didn't see the right movie at the right time, if you, if you didn't pick up the right book yeah. at the right time, you know what I mean? Like, um, there's a lot of that shit. Uh, a hundred percent. Christine and I met at a shitty uh, fast food restaurant <laughs> working. What if uh, I didn't take that job or what if she didn't take that job? Dude, I, I'll even do you one crazier. I met Emma at a bar on a night where I didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go out. And Marty, of all people, Marty Wiley, our, our, our trooper friend, state trooper of PA, he... Yeah, his badge number. Can you throw it? Up? He 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 made me. He made like he. <laughs> I remember he was giving me so much shit that I just agreed to come out, and I met her that night. And that had like, had I not gone, had I done what I wanted to do and just stay in and go to bed, I would never have met her, and I wouldn't have two kids. So it's, dude, shit's crazy. You would not have a lot more debt. I'm just that is kidding. True too. That I'm I'd probably kidding. still be living in Philly, maybe with Jason or something. <laughs> what if you, know? you were like a millionaire in the alternate life? <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. It's the, 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 head of some conglomerate. Um, there's all these like weird kind of things that happen that lead to bigger things. So, but the hockey stick for me that was my Christmas present that that really resonated and changed changed my life. Teeny, what's your present? Favorite Christmas present. Get back on the mic. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I'm coming. All right, sorry for the delay. I was on the couch. I was very comfy. 
Um, I would, I, I actually think I'd have to say my favorite Christmas present. I was a bit back in the day in the nineties, Barbie was huge. Barbie was everything to me. Um, and I so desperately wanted this like Barbie if it wasn't the airplane, it was like this weird Jeep thing. It was like kind of like a Barbie camper. I know camper. the exact shit you're it's, talking about. It is a Barbie camper because Jen and Gina might have I think have that's had kind it. of a classic uh, thing now. It's become like yeah, a, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a I've, classic thing now. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I, – I wanted it so bad that year. And I didn't think I was going to get it. And it was the same thing. It was the Red Rider thing. Um, my grandma and my aunt put it out on the front porch for me. And they were like, oh, like, I think I see something out there. And, of course, you know, that's what it was. And I was ecstatic, and I played with it, with it for ever and ever um, until I grew out of the whole Barbie stage. And um, there is something else that I, I actually still have them. Um, every year they got me those, like, millennial Barbies. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're, like, collector Barbies. You do not take them out of the boxes. I actually still have those Barbies. Where do you put them? Uh, they are in the closet. <laughs> How many do you have? Uh, I think there are about five or six in there. Okay. Um, I, I think other ones got lost in our mo- multiple moves and maybe yeah, got damaged yeah, yeah. or something. But um, every year they always got me, like, a very special Barbie. So that's something that I, that's cool. I always cherished. Yeah. That's cool. Good story. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Damn, this Die Hard thing really is Christmas. <laughs> we're we're now extending the Die Hard to a yeah Christmas cast. <laughs> yeah. We should have more people here to talk about their favorite. Should I call Jenna? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's a good uh, subject. Like, what's your favorite ever present for Christmas that you ever got? Like it. I know. It's cool it it kind of, it kind of does weirdly tell a lot about you and or where you were at when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean you're you you said PlayStation, you're you you have a love for video games, so Yeah, and it was makes uh, sense, you know. At that point uh past and future guest, Torch was the only person that had a PlayStation 2. So I was pr- I, I was pretty early to get one and I was like, "Holy shit." Yeah, it was like a thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Long conversation you're trying to call Jen. What's your favorite Christmas present? Yeah. Um. I was like, oh, it's eleven. Yeah. Uh. Like, kind of like you were talking about earlier. Like, I think I, I don't hate Christmas time. I used to love it a lot more when I was younger. As you're getting older, it's kind of getting tougher to get into it. I, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say that I I don't hate it at all. I I do like it a lot. Um, we might be in a type I, of mood this year. <laughs> yeah, After, uh, we're, we're dealing certain events. You know, our 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 you know our old man passed away in in July, which was very tra- uh, traumatic. And uh, he uh, he was a huge Christmas guy. So that was like his thing. It was like that's part of the reason I think that was his. I mean, uh, it wasn't even just his thing. That's part of his identity. Like he like. They had a Christmas tree up 365 days a year, you know, like that small tree. Like I, I imagine maybe, and I, I didn't know him. I didn't know him at all. You might have met him briefly. Pop up seemed to be a pretty big Christmas. He person. was, and that's where Dad got it from. Yeah. And that's, that's where uh, I struggle because I'm like, I should like this shit more, but I just, I never have. Um, 
even when I was a kid, like I, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> I can't explain it, man. I, I It's just a very pressured holiday in my opinion. Um like I, I was I was telling Jim earlier, um, it's apparently I'm I'm new to a company that I just started working for and apparently it's very big to give out presents and I didn't realize that. And you never know what people are struggling with. Um, and obviously you don't have to get big gifts. So I made a bunch of small things, but it's, it's just that added pressure of having to do these extra things when you're already, you know, you might be grieving or, you know, you're going through your own personal thing and you just have to worry about other people's happiness and giving them gifts. Yeah. I just really like the lights. Can I just have the lights and food <laughs> and that's it? Like, can we just not do gifts as adults anymore? <laughs> it's just like so much. I, kids kids should absolutely get gifts. They should experience the magic of Christmas. But as adults, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I, I th- so, That's the thing. Like, the presents thing doesn't matter when you get to a certain point, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, and um, – going to all the parties and having all these like conversations and I don't know. God, um, you sound like such Grinches. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Grinch. No, I, I just, hear you though. I, I, it's just a lot. I also don't like cold weather. I, I just, the whole time of year kind of depresses me. Jim's, Jim's big anti-cold weather. I, I am huge anti-cold weather and you know, we're just getting into, we're not even in winter yet. Like winter yeah. starts on the 21st, you know? So, I'm just like, oh, this just kicks off like the time of year that I hate. <laughs> yeah. In in terms of uh, Christmas pressure or whatever, I think something that we might be holding on to personally. Uh, growing up, we didn't have a ton of money, so I remember our parents would be under ton of a ton of pressure to mm-hmm. like buy presents and shit. Like yeah. That. And like, yeah. we saw like our parents yeah. not, you know, dealing with that well. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Eventually, they had <laughs> that would get a job with a ton of money. But back in the day, it was kind of yeah, very, yeah. Kind of it, it, it was a struggle, and that, not the shit on the guy. He had five kids at probably too young of you know the age to do that. But every year, it be, each year become more of a struggle, and you know he had siblings that would just. It was like a pressure thing of like, uh, oh, we have to each get each other gifts and shit like that, and the th- Pollyannas th- and the, the Pollyannas yeah, and yeah, yeah, the whole th- thing. Th- like we kind of don't do that, so that's pretty good. I think every once in a while we'll do a Pollyanna, but we don't. Like we're not doing one this year. Yeah. So we, I think, I think we should do a Pollyanna. I we mean, could do a Pollyanna. That's good. That's fine. The whole thing of like buying everyone buying each other a gift it's is like no. It's just we should all do a pun. I don't know why we don't. You know why we used to do it and then maybe it maybe it stopped when we we moved out to the west coast. I, I don't know. I feel like we were doing it for a while and then it just stopped. But I like a Pollyanna. You, you get excited to give one person a gift and yeah, you that's see the it. reaction and that's fun. You can set like a limit. That's totally fine. But yeah, yeah it's just, set it's it like thirty bucks or it. something. You know, like yeah. But it's fun because you try to figure out what they would like to like and yeah, like exactly. to have and yeah yeah. I also I, I sometimes I like the idea of a white elephant. I like that too. Yeah, so that could be fun too. Huh. Mm. Something to think about maybe in the future too. That way it's like something for us to all look forward to. Got to re-implement something here, dude. Yeah, you you always have to you need something to look forward to, otherwise you're just yeah. like no. <laughs> yeah, we just um I think it's tough. It's tough this year. It's going to be tough every year. It's a for, weird. It's a weird, it's a weird year. year. This year is <laughs> off because of dad. Um, 
Yeah, way to go, Dad. John. <laughs> way to die on us. Up and die, motherfucker. You old, you old bitch. I, I don't know. We just have to no. figure something else out for... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, take, yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that thing. And now we're getting probably way too personal. But it's... So we have... cut the, all this out. <laughs> yeah. Kind of double it. Yeah, it's it's you have have, have to find a new. We have to. We're in our stupid transition year where, like, so the the event happened. So now we're kind of still trying to work through it. So what is going to be the new normal? The tradition, yeah, the new normal or the tradition after this, and we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this year is kind of like a wash. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I just I think what we're doing. Um, just going to a restaurant for Christmas Eve is the best way to handle it this year. Yeah. It's, it's no pressure on anyone. Everyone just kind of shows up. We eat, we laugh, we share memories. And, and we're very, we the we're very thankful that Denny's would take us all in at once, um, for the Grand Slam. The Grand breakfast. Slam, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're not out of chocolate milk. <laughs> um, or eggnog. Oh, Christmas, uh, what's yeah. that? Uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get through it though. We'll be all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. We went down a winding <laughs> winding road. Sorry, we got all depressing, guys. Uh, we die did hard talk about our movie. we did talk about our favorite Christmas uh, gifts yeah. and Die Hard for a couple of hours here. So that was fun. Jim, Gaffney Falls and Die Hard, dude. Um, I mean, look, I just want to say it like it is a Christmas movie. Um, I like really a hot dog is a sandwich. I don't. No. <laughs> no, no, I don't agree with that. But I, I don't understand how you could not like watch that movie and have a Christmas. Like, how's that not a Christmas movie? Um, just a Christmas boner the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like just a Yule tide log. What just, is a fucking? Oh. So, <laughs> if I'm that's not, proud of that. If Sorry. not, a, if that is not a Christmas movie, what qualifies a fucking Christmas movie exactly? I, I need to know. Like, does it have to have Christmas in the goddamn title? I, I, like, I you don't know. know. What, if Bruce Willis had like a little elf friend the whole time, like a little buddy. <laughs> I mean, look, well, it's kind of did. It, that, yeah, that, he kind of did, but like, I just want like a little animated friend. Yeah. It's an it's an action Christmas movie, okay? And yeah. it is fun as fuck, and there's no reason not to watch it. So go fucking watch it, bitches. Those are my final thoughts. Teeny. This is awesome. This is your first time watching it yeah, in the fall. Yeah, first so time. Uh, what you it, got? It will be a watch for us now every year. Um, we're adding it to the list. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, there are a lot of spoilers if you've never seen it before. Um, but, yeah, go watch it. And if you don't think it's a good movie, well, then fuck mm. you. I don't know. Sorry, that was really rude. Problematic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but it's awesome. Christine's already doing an apology on her TikTok, so get ready for that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have nothing else to add. Another podcast. No, um, so awesome movie. Um, almost a, it's kind of, like I said earlier, it's kind of a perfect movie. I can't think of any changes to make. It's uh, It's almost like uh, you, you wonder about what if they, try to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone else and the movie kind of collapses. I think they got the right actor at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got the right two actors, really, with 
the dude that played Hans Gruber and um, Hans Gruber. Yeah, it's just a perfect kind of match. I gotta ask you a question. Um, so, are you off next Friday, Christmas Eve? Yes, yes. Um, well, it's not Christmas Eve. It's actually twenty third. But what if? It's, did you see? Is Scrooged on Plex or whatever that shit is? Yes. Are you talking about uh, the Albert Finney? Al- no, 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 no. I'm talking about the Alistair Sims. Oh, Alistair Sims. Oh. Um, we had, I still have to check on that. I don't know. Yeah, check on that. Maybe we could do that on either Christmas Eve, like Eve Eve, or Christmas Eve. I think it we- I, I weirdly think it is on Plex. I will. We'll check right after this podcast. Okay. So we'll we'll check. I would. That's, that's, that's an ode that's to the old man. That's that is the old man's yeah, favorite gotcha. Christmas movie of all time. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Then we need to do one and dedicate that. Yeah, to I'd, I'd be totally down to do that. I'm sure like Jen would join. I'll say if we want to get yeah. the Uzz uh, McFadden's. The, the yeah, I think they would do it. His other spawn. Yeah. <laughs> we call each other spawn. Cute. All right. Cool. Well. Die Hard rules. Fucking rules, bro. What's our finishing line? Yippee-yay, yay, yippee yay, motherfucker! A lot of alien churches, so, um, but yeah. Uh. Yippee ki yay! Welcome to the party, pal. This is all sweaty. All right, see you later. <laughs> Bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>